Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. Mike Rashad with you till 10 o'clock today. Leading you into a couple of NFL games on the fan, or one NFL game on the fan. And uh, we're going to have a couple over on 910. I'll get to those at the end of the show and, and promote what's coming up next. Our fantasy scramble is coming up at 930, which is the usual time that we do it. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to text them in to 503-250-1080. Any start sick questions, that is, or any, actually really any fantasy questions if you want uh, in terms of trades or anything like that, uh, you can send them in to 503-250-1080 and we'll get to them at 930. And we're bringing back former producer, producer, former producer Jesse Osmond uh, at 930 to do that with us as he is our fantasy, fantasy, football, fantasy football genius of the three of us who started this show many, many moons ago. Uh, so that'll be coming up at 930. We've had a couple of questions come in. I know we're kind of at a weird time and weren't on last week and the schedule's weird. But uh, if you're listening and you have any questions, uh, text them in and we'll get to them at 930. Before we get to Hate It or Love It next, I want to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who lost to the Saints? Close, close-ish game. A tough opponent to have in week one. But Tom Brady did not look great. Tom Brady threw two picks. He threw a pick six. He had some really awful passes that were nowhere near his receivers when he was kind of thrown near the sideline. And uh, they lost the game. Gronk was nowhere to be found. He did not look quite as dominant as he was before he retired. And all of a sudden, the Sharks were circling. They were out, ready for the Bucks. Oh, they don't look so good. We all thought they might be a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> Although I preached caution and patience with the Cowboys last segment, we saw this last year from Tom Brady. He wasn't as good. He doesn't have the same zip on his ball. He's still, I mean, he look, he's still Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback in any way, but he's not the same anymore. And he's got better receivers now, which is good, right? Although Chris Godwin's out today. And Mike Evans had some injury issues last week. He's got receivers that are better than he's ever had in New England. Um, he's got a bunch of tight ends that are good. He has Groggy and OJ Howard. Um, I just, I don't know if Brady's got it anymore. And, and Brady is, has left the system that kind of protected everything. Right. And now he's at a new team, a team that's not used to winning a team that makes a lot of dumb mistakes, which you saw in the game against the saints. How many stupid penalties did they have in that game? Um, two, I think fourth and one or fourth and inches, they jumped off sides and gave the Saints more possession. Just little things that the Patriots wouldn't have done, that the Bucks did. And I just wonder if maybe, just maybe, leaving Bill Belichick was the wrong decision for Tom Brady. 
I know it's week one and it's it's easy to overreact, but last year he was not a great quarterback in terms of his skills. Great mental leader, right? Great decision making, but skill wise, he's lost lost a little bit off his ball, and I just wonder if that's going to keep going with a team that's no longer as trustworthy. Um, I I, I agree with a lot of uh, kind of what you said. Um, I will say that. I, Despite the two picks, I thought Brady looked better than Drew Brees passing the ball, uh, despite the two, you know, interceptions that he threw uh, in between there. But um, I just think you're looking at a team in Tampa Bay who who still is trying to figure each other out, and they're still trying to figure out what they do best, you know. And, again, no preseason, no any of that stuff. It's going to take a while. Like, mind you, Brady loses week one quite often outside of the undefeated season, like quite often. Like, I think it was last year, um, I think they – or the year prior, they lost week one to the to the Dolphins. And I think the year before that, it was like to the Jets. And so it's just, it's, he typically doesn't play well during this first week, but we all know that kind of picks up. You know, last year, Brady wasn't, wasn't great, but also the offense wasn't great, you know. And uh, now you lose uh, Chris Goodwin. Well, I think he's going to play, but I know he went through concussion protocols last week. Uh, Chris Goodwin's uh, got kind of banged up. You didn't see Godwin. it. Godwin. Godwin, excuse me. Uh, Godwin um, got kind of banged up. Uh, you didn't see uh, a great game from Leonard Fournette. You know, five rushes for five yards. Like, come on, man. Like, you didn't see much receiving from Mike Evans. So it's just a lot of a lot of things kind of went wrong for um, Tampa Bay the other day. But I do still think they can be a, a great team, a good team, especially in that NFC uh, South. But, man, I look at – this New Orleans team and New Orleans is, is I think they've got a lot to prove. You know, they, they, they're kind of playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder just because for the past couple of years, New Orleans feels like they should be, should have been in the Super Bowl or should have been closer to the Super Bowl than they actually were. But you're looking at a team who is just playing uh, the play. They were, they were motivated they were playing at home and, you know, which I don't know if matters much anymore, if, unless you have a crowd, but you know, they are playing at home. Yeah, you know? so I think and this so, is a comfort level. You're yeah, not staying I'm, in a hotel, that kind yeah, of thing. You know, but you know, the the thing about it is uh they still have Drew Brees and they still have Alvin Kamara who wasn't awesome in that first game. So nobody was really, really great. That's why I think, you know, this these are still I'll kind of figure out these first two or three games are still kind of like preseason games. You know, just well, because just there theory. were no preseason games. Yeah, because there were no preseason <laughs> games. And they're still That's a good point. They're yeah. still getting used to playing with each other and this is the first Last week was the first full contact that they've had with. Don't tell the Ravens it was a preseason game. I will not tell the Ravens they're playing for a Super Bowl. There's some teams that are just they're they're ready to go, and I think I think New Orleans is one of those teams. They're just they're just ready to play football right now, and they're ready to win because I think they, both of them have um, a whole whole lot. To, uh, Kansas City they're ready to play now. They're not playing <laughs> around. When they came out in that first game, uh, they were ready to to play, which we didn't get to talk about obviously because we didn't have a show, but uh, you know. That Mahomes kid, it just gets better and better and better, you know, every year, if you can believe that, which is really scary to say that he can continue to get better. But, you know, there are some teams that are ready to play now, but there are some teams that are just kind of getting really these impact players kind of put into your offense or to your defense. I think it's going to take a little time for them to figure out how to how to play together and how to win together more than that. On the flip side, Patriots play the Dolphins, get a win, close win. Uh, but Cam Newton has two rushing touchdowns as the new quarterback of the Pats. You can already see they've completely overhauled the offense to suit Cam's skill set. And he looked good, Cam did for the most part. But they were still close in the game to the Dolphins and needed a last-second stop to win the game. Yeah, Dolphins were in the red zone. What was a fourth down incomplete pass that, that won the Patriots the game, essentially. Um, I am torn about how to feel about that for week one for the Patriots. A lot of people were raving. Oh, look at the pass with Cam Newton. Oh, look at how well he's playing. And I'm like, you barely beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I wasn't one of those people. So Cam did look good. He looked healthy, too, which is good. He's running without that little bit of hesitation or fear that he had uh, when he was hurt in Carolina, both his shoulder injury and his foot injury and various other things he had go wrong with him. But throwing the ball, he's still not as good as he is running the ball. I mean, that's just Cam Newton, right? He used to have a great arm. It's not quite as good anymore as he's gotten older and gone through the injuries, but I think it's just great that you have Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator for a guy like Cam Newton because he knows exactly what to do with a guy like Cam Newton because he's good. But beyond that, I don't think the Pats are going to be 
great this year. I don't think that that week one win was like, ooh, no longer are they a bad team. No longer are they the best team, but they're going to be. I don't know. I I kind of feel like well, I'm I'm on the fence about it. Well, them. the thing about them is they're almost they're in a situation they have been in a situation for the past forever, um, to where the competition in the AFC East isn't great. You know, the Cowboys or excuse me, the <laughs> Dolphins aren't great. The Jets aren't great. The Bills are getting better, but you know the Bills still aren't great. And as long as you have you have and you have the best coach in football, and then you arguably have the best offensive coordinator in football as well and Josh McDaniels and then you have a, a guy in Cam Newton who like you said when he's healthy at his best man Cam Newton is a tank and can just run through you run over you that's just the, the kind of player he is so I still think that's about maybe five wins in his division that he's going to be able to pick up for the year so that's good another five wins and that's a 10-win season and you're more than likely you're in the playoffs you're gonna probably win that division so more than likely you're in the playoffs so um I do want to see Cam throw the ball more like he threw the ball 19 times under 200 yards. That's what I'm like, saying. Through the year, he didn't look super. Yeah, great. like those those things, and and you're hoping it's one of those things that the Pats do when they play week to week. You know, this week we're going to do this because that's what the offense calls for. Because the defense will give us this to work with, and then next week they'll change it. Because we know Cam can throw the ball. He's won the MVP throwing the football, so we know that he can do that. Now that he's in this, this different system, like the Patriots' offense has always been. Their running game has always been their passing game, right? It sounds weird, but four yards at a time is how the Patriots do things. Mm-hmm. Pretty much checking down. Slants, you know, bubbles, curls. Like, man, four yards, we're just going to dink and dunk. Why do you think field. Wes Welker and Julian Edelman Absolutely. were so good man, in that Danny offense? Amendola, Danny Amendola, those guys Amendola. have had great careers, you know, being a part of that offense. So now you give Cam an, an opportunity to just do what he does best and just short intermediate passes to people up the field. So hopefully for me, if, as a Pats fan, uh, I'll see him do a little more of that today. He's he's gonna have to. He's going against what I consider the best player in in football. Like I mind you, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's magic. He's great. But put Patrick Mahomes on a team of I'm not gonna call them. Um, yeah, in most cases, underachievers on offense. And then you see what he does because Russell Wilson makes the playoffs every single year. Every single year, most in most cases, single handedly. And you can hear that game on the fan tonight. Absolutely, man. So I'll be I'll be tuned in. That'll be a, a great game. Uh, I know Seattle is, I think, minus four in that game. Oh, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough place they to play. They are minus four. Yeah. It's a tough place to play if there's fans. And there's no fans, so I'm yeah, going gonna, to gonna take that Did you away. see how badly Seattle beat Atlanta last week? I did. Yeah. I did. I don't think the Patriots are coming close in this game. I mean, they're they they're, 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 yeah. I don't think they're coming close. Yeah, game. they will. <laughs> They'll come close. They're going to win. Oh, all right. Sure, sure, sure. I'll bet you breakfast that we win. Uh, I I bet you breakfast that the Broncos lose to the Steelers. Bingo. I'll take that bet. (laughs) Because the Broncos (laughs) are terrible. I'll take that bet, man. (laughs) The thing about it is the Broncos have good – they have have some good things happening for them. Like, I think your your coach is kind of a bonehead. Apparently. I thought he was okay. Uh, Apparently he's not. Yeah, he's kind of a I'm very much ready to already dump the Broncos this season, even though I was excited about it coming in. After that week one game against the Titans, they should have won it and they let it dribble down their leg. All right. Coming up next, it's time for hate it or love it. Joe will have questions for us and we will have answers. And then fantasy scramble at 930. Text any questions. 503-250-1080. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. Joe asks us the questions, awards us points. The winner gets to host the final segment of the show. What do you got for us on this beautiful, fresh air, no smoke, gray but bright, some blue sky day, Joe. Yeah, this is uh, it's wonderful. This has definitely made me question uh, how much I've whined over the last few years as an Oregonian about the rain. Never wanted it more in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing thunder at 3.30 a.m. on uh, Friday. Awesome. Not not usually uh, wanting that, but it was a sign of what was to come. 
And yeah, this is the gray clouds that uh, I am happy about. Not the ones that completely fill up the air and can't uh, breathe in them. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy just having anything that's not smoke more now for the rest of my life. Did I have either of you just at any point taking big breaths over Absolutely. the last few days yes. as you're just walking around? Couldn't or... ride down couldn't ride down the street without your windows up. So yeah. the first thing I did was roll my windows down and <sighs> slept with the window awesome. open last night. And, you know, was able to breathe deeply. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I mean, I had the AC running when it was bad out to at least try to filter some of it. But even when you were lying in bed trying to take a deep breath, it was harder. Mm-hmm. And then just last night, I was just like, ah, oh, I can breathe normally again. And I'm not smoking 15 packs of cigarettes with every breath I take. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, it's great. Wonderful. If it rains a lot this winter, I won't care. No, no, bring it on. I'll take it. Uh, Speaking of air, Tom Brady's going to try and air it out today against the Panthers. And as you mentioned, last segment did not go as well as he would have liked in his debut against the Saints. But hate it or love it, Tom Brady will return to form this week against the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go ahead and say hate. Um, because I think it's going to take a little bit more time for him to fully get used to being in a different team with a different style of coaching and a different style of week to week going through their work than it is the Patriots. When you get, when you're in a place for so long, you get comfortable and you get used to that. And when it changes, it's kind of hard to adjust, especially uh, for a guy like Tom Brady, I would imagine because of how long he was in new England. Godwin is out. That won't help. My God, Mike Evans has been banged up. That won't help. Uh, he does have a guy named Scotty Miller, who was a Jesse Osmond special in my fantasy draft, by the way, um, who is basically going to become their Julian Edelman. He's this you know, skinny, short, white guy who runs in the slot and is good, I guess. Uh, he'll be playing and getting some time. But I just uh, I'm not sure that I buy Tom Brady until at least maybe week four or five. And even by then, we might know for sure that he's not exactly going to be that great. So I'm very much on the fence about him this year with the Bucks, especially after watching week one. I was already a little bit unsure about it, and then watching him made it that much more of a, a thought in my mind that he might just not pan out down there. Maybe this is just me like wanting it to happen because I want to see change in terms of who's at the top at the quarterback position, but I don't see it. He's not going to He's not gonna outperform himself from week one. Hate it. Uh, I'm going to love it. Um, last week, the the Panthers played the Raiders, and Derek Carr looked like he was all world out there against the the Panthers. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but Derek Carr is nowhere near the level of of Tom Brady. At a point, we thought Derek Carr was going to be benched when he played uh, last year for John Gruden, and now he came out in the first week against his Panthers team, who eh, is they're pretty spotty everywhere outside of anybody not named Christian McCaffrey. Um, they have Teddy Bridgewater. They have Teddy. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater is good. He ain't no damn Tom Brady. And so, and I think that's the, the, the big thing right there. Um, you look at the, the rushing game that Carolina was able to kind of, uh, or excuse me, that the Raiders were able to put up last week over 133 yards. I think, honestly, I think the running backs for the Patriots are just better than what Carolina's are. So, yeah, because of that, I think Tom Brady's going to have an opportunity to come out there and just really throw the ball around and do his thing. Hopefully he can get some other receivers involved, but we'll have to see who those guys are. I think this is, a, like you said, Gronk wasn't great last week. How many times have we seen Gronk just not be good in consecutive weeks? He hasn't had his body beat up for a little bit. I expect one of these couple games, maybe this one, to be the one that he doesn't see a big mismatch or he sees a a huge mismatch and just kind of takes advantage of it. Because honestly, uh, I don't know if uh, Jeremy Chen or Troy Pride or Trey Ball, any one of those guys, they're not going to be able to guard. Every shot is Derek Carr going 22 for 30 for 239 yards. Probably. Killing it through the air. Probably not. Derek Carr gonna do that? That's what he did last week. That's yeah, no, saying. probably that's not, not. That's not. You said it was all world. No, I mean he had a hundred. He had a one hundred seven. You know, quarterback rating. Like so, he's. You like, said he was all world. He was. He was good last week. He didn't make any mistakes, which is what Derek Carr typically does. Now, mind you, just the one touchdown. Josh Jacobs he, was great last week. Josh Jacobs was really good last yeah. week. Yes, he yeah. absolutely was good last week. However, I do think that this on However. paper, on paper, I mean, we a lot of us thought that game last week with the Saints for the uh, for the Bucks is going to be much more competitive, and I guess it was for a long time up until uh, towards the end. But yeah, I do think this team is better on paper than the Panthers, and because of that, I think Brady's going to have a bigger game. 
All right, moving on to the Cleveland Browns. They got the Thursday night football win against the Cincinnati Bengals. Odell Beckham caught a touchdown pass, but there has been trade discussions swirling around him already. And we are in week two. Now, Adam Schefter reported this morning that sources told him that the speculation is totally not true. No idea where anyone could have gotten that idea is what the source said. So hate it or love it. This will be the last season that Odell Beckham is with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man. Um, Love it. Uh, Honestly, I think Odell is at a point now to where he's getting older in his career. What is his year six, seven now? For Odell Beckham, so he's been been around for a little bit. No, maybe this. But you're you're five. Which, is that fair? I can't remember which one. I know you played four and. So yeah, I, this I'm is not. Your, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. So okay. Either way, Odell Beckham Jr. has been a one of the best receivers at one point, the best receiver in the NFL. I still think there are very few people that can take a three-yard slant in for a 60-yard touchdown. He just happens to be one of those dudes that if he gets any space and it's one-on-one, he's going to make something happen. He still this has is amazing year hands. seven for Odell. Year seven. Okay, so in year seven, how many times has he, has he had a, a great all-pro quarterback or somebody who's close to an all-pro quarterback? He hasn't. Eli Manning was really good at a point but then hasn't been good for the past decade. Uh, we're still waiting for Baker Mayfield to really step out and be more of a leader, more uh, of, of a clutch performer, and he hasn't done that yet. We're crazy to think that this receiver who's all about money, who's all about winning, who's all about recognition, is going to stay in a situation where he's possibly the third or fourth option on the team sometimes. It's crazy. That's crazy that he would be considered a third or fourth option, but when you got Jarvis Landry and Joku and some others, guys, like it's going to be a bit of a problem. So... I think he's going to go to a team that's going to, you know, make him priority and give him exactly what he wants and give him a quarterback that's going to be able to get him the ball when he needs it because Odell Beckham Jr. is indeed one of the best receivers in football. And when he has a quarterback that wants to get him the ball, I think he's the best receiver in football. So, Joe, you, your hit or love it is that he will be out of Cleveland? Yeah, this is his last season with the Cleveland Browns. It's tough because he's got a bunch of years left in his deal. He signed a five-year deal two years ago for $90 million. So next year he's making fourteen point five. The year after thirteen point seven. The year after thirteen point seven. So trade him. Um, it'll be it would have to be trade. And to be honest, what team right now wants Odell Beckham Jr.? A lot of them. Because what has he shown lately to prove that he's worth that kind of money as your wide receiver? I have one question, and the the question for me is: Is Odell Beckham Jr. part of the problem? He's a great skill-wise receiver, right? He burst onto the scene with his one-handed catch and all this kind of great stuff. But what have his teams done, right? And maybe, just maybe, you got to put him with a better quarterback. Or maybe, just maybe, he is part of the problem. And that fits the Browns pretty well, doesn't it? <laughs> I think I think he's going to stay in Cleveland. I think that... What we saw against the Bengals in week two or this week, Thursday Night Football, was a little bit more of an indication of what you'll see from the offense moving forward. Beckham played pretty well in that game. Now, the Bengals' defense isn't great, but the Browns hired an offensive coordinator as their coach. I think you'll see it be a little bit better. I think they're I think they're in it for the long haul with him. I think they're in it to keep him. Uh, the, Browns, the Browns want big names. The Browns are desperate to come back. And trading Odell Beckham Jr. is not, not the key to that, I don't think. So, no, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to stay. All right. Love. Moving on to the third one. That's a hate. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter last week as Chicago gets the win, starts their season off 1-0. Today, I believe they are playing the Detroit Lions. No, they're playing the Giants. They played the Lions week one. Correct. Thank you. They are playing the New York Giants in Chicago. Home game for them with that raucous Soldier Field crowd. So... The Chicago Bears, hate or love it, we'll start 2-0 this year. Hate. Hate it. This is actually my my lock of the week, betting-wise. This Giants plus 5.5 is what I have. Um, this is such a massive overreaction to week one. First of all, the Lions should have won the game. DeAndre Swift, the rookie, dropped a wide-open touchdown catch in the end zone. Uh, that would have won the Lions the game. Second of all, interestingly enough, Mitch Trubisky against the Lions in his career is fantastic. He has incredible stats against the Lions, and he played very, very well. Third of all, the Giants, although losing week one against the Steelers, Daniel Jones looked pretty good. Daniel Jones 
I didn't believe in Daniel Jones when they drafted him out of Duke. He looks like he could be a real starting quarterback in this league. And you know Saquon Barkley is not going to be held to eight yards rushing again or whatever it was that he had. He had negative yards for most of the game. Um, the Bears are ready to come back down to earth. It's, this, is, this is set up for them to come back down to earth. Mitch Trubisky's not good. He played well, but he's not good. And the Giants are better than they played in week one against the Steelers. So, hey, the Bears will not start 2-0. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hate that one as well. Uh, I know the I know Mr. Trubisky finally had uh, a great quarter or half of football. You know, it's, I think that's something that people have been waiting to see for the past three years. But I just don't believe in the Bears. Like, I mean, outside of Khalil Mack, name one player on the Bears that you're like, if there was a if there was a fantasy draft right now, you'd be like, oh, I'd, yeah, I take him. There's not a whole whole lot of them on that team. Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen, yeah, that's and I think that'd be. The only person on the team he signed so, an extension today. Yeah, um, did he really? How much? Mm-hmm. Three years. Okay. I don't. Not not too much money, but okay. I think a total of like well, eighteen million. Well, or now you got your now you got your guy in the backfield, you know, from there. But so I guess you know my thing is I'm looking at this Giants team and I think they should be better than they actually were. They lost a disappointing game last week to the Steelers, but the Steelers are a good team. Big Ben played like Big Ben, but now I think you're looking for Saquon to really do his thing. And then, like you said, Daniel Jones shows shows flashes of man, this kid could be really really good i think it's just a matter of playing against a team that's probably gonna i'm not gonna say lay down a little bit but the competition level isn't gonna be as what isn't gonna be quite there they got a couple of if they can get a couple of those games that once again as far as the ones that they're quote unquote supposed to win i think they can be fine but it's gonna be a struggle this year for the giants but i do think that they're going to beat the bears the bears will not start two and oh and with that last point we have a draw uh-oh. <laughs> That's fitting. What? What? Classic McGruber. Has this ever happened? Yeah, we usually do a rapid fire like question and then you order. You can ask a true or false question. Hate it or love it. The MVP is Russell Wilson's to lose. Love. Ooh. Hesitation, Mike Patrick, wins it. Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. I mean, hey, like uh, And plus I want to give Jesse his airtime. So Yeah, do your thing. Yeah, you can have it, Lynch. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll get to host the last segment. <laughs> All right, coming up next, it is time for the fantasy scramble. We will be bringing back uh, former producer Jesse Osmond every week that we have the segment uh to help us out and you out with your fantasy questions. Uh so if you have any, text them in 503-250-1080 and we'll get to them in this segment. I have one for Jesse as well. We've gotten about three or four that have come in on the text line as well. So we'll have enough to get through the segment. But if you've got any, you want us to uh, try to fit it in as best as we can, feel free to send it our way. First, though, Joe has sports. Now, now, from the Toyota of Portland Sports Desk, a Sports Center update on 1080 The Fan. This update brought to you by Toyota of Portland. First on the fan, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat in game three of the Eastern Conference Finals last night by a score of 117 to 106. Jalen Brown with 26 points, Jason Tatum 25. Game four, a few days break for the Celtics and Heat will be on Wednesday. Tonight, you'll get game two of the Western Conference Finals between the LA Lakers and Denver Nuggets, a 4:30 tip off on TNT. The Lakers are a seven and a half point favorite. NFL Sunday report from Ian Rapport says that no players tested positive for COVID-19 for week two. And uh, some injury updates for the Dallas Cowboys. They will be without Tyron Smith today. So they are both, they're without both left tack- or left and right tackles for this Sunday against the Falcons. Michael Thomas for the Saints. He will be a scratch for Monday night football. And George Kittle dealing with a sprained knee. He could end up returning week three. So he will be out this week against the New York Jets. And today is the final round of the 120th U.S. Open out at Wingfoot Golf Club in the Marinick in New York. Right now, some golfers on the course. Let's take a look at the leaderboard. Matthew Wolf at five under par. Bryson DeChambeau at three under par. They will tee off at 130. Louis Oosthuizen and Hideki Matsuyama at one under and even par, respectively, teeing off at 1019. Matthew Wolf and DeChambeau will tee off at 1030, rather. And Harris English, Xander Shoffley, both at even par as well. They'll be teeing off at 1008. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. I'm Joe Fisher from the Toyota Portland Sports Desk. No touch delivery for all vehicles and service and sales to keep you safe. Toyota Portland, uniquely different. Videos, breaking news, and your favorite shows. Follow the fan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. 
you want to get back out there. And Battery Exchange wants to make sure your electrical system is ready. Before loading the gear and packing up the family, bring your camper, RV, or boat to Battery Exchange for a free electrical check. Online at BatteryExchange.com. If the police have officers who specialize in DUI arrests, shouldn't you have a law firm that specializes in DUI defense to help you? This is McDaniel Reynolds with the Reynolds Defense Firm. We specialize in one thing, representing good people who face DUI charges. Did you know that most police agencies have officers who are DUI specialists? These officers focus on just a narrow part of police work, DUI investigations. They have lots of training and are constantly refining their skills by being on the roads every night. Now imagine you or someone you believe in has been arrested for a DUI by one of these officers. You're facing a specialist, so which law firm would you rather have on your side? A firm that does a little bit of everything or a firm that specializes in DUI defense? I'd choose the specialist every time. In other words, I'd choose Reynolds Defense Firm every time, even if I planned on admitting I drove impaired. Why? Because admitting guilt usually involves negotiations, and I'd want my lawyer to be able to negotiate for me from the position of strength that comes from our specialization. Reynolds Defense Firm. We're solid, we're here if you need us, and we are very good at what we do. The all-new 2020 Toyota Highlander is ready to take on whatever you've got. And with great lease offers at Toyota of Portland, you can do it all for less. The dynamically redesigned Highlander has the strength to take on your weekend adventures, the style for a night out, and room to seat eight comfortably. At Toyota of Portland, drive off in your new Highlander for just $2.99 per month. Online at toyotaofportland.com. Toyota of Portland, uniquely different. Terms available on approved credit through Toyota Financial Services. Not all customers' lessees qualify. Offer expires 930. 2020 see dealer for details i know you miss going out and grabbing a cold beer with a buddy right guess what so do your buddies let me help you with a text you can send right now hey let's grab german beers and awesome food outside seating great service and did i mention beer the menu's killer seared ahi bavarian sausages a reuben with thin sliced corned beef and homemade pineapple sauerkraut and everything pairs perfectly with a second beer bar garden the social house i'll see you there send this is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. No, Rashad, we're never changing it. No, we should change that. Man. We're like, never changing. That was it. a long time ago. We're never changing. That was never, terrible. That was a terrible season. We're like, never. We're never. <sighs> we're never. I don't know. That's that. I've had some great seasons since then. Some winning seasons. That should be changed. Just saying. We are never changing it. This is the fantasy scramble. We do it every single Sunday if we have a show at nine thirty, and we are joined. We are returned by our former producer Jesse Osmond. Hi, Jesse. My guy. Hey, guys. What's up? Our, our fantasy guru rejoins us for this segment. He'll be coming on every week because he's the best of us in fantasy, and uh, I wanted to give all of you listeners the best chance that we <laughs> that we can to help you out. So, uh, Jesse, we don't have as much time as we did today because, shocker, I, I know you'll know this, we went long. So <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what she said. Standard protocol. Yeah. All right. So we'll start. Uh, PPR, he needs one wide receiver and one flex. DJ Moore, Robert Woods, Michael Gallup, and Raheem Mostert. I'm going to go ahead and say go DJ Moore and Robert Woods for sure, and then probably Mostert as your flex. Uh, the Cowboys have everybody healthy today, uh, so I, I'm not going to go with Gallup on that one. Moore is the number one. Woods was the number one last week, and Mostert was the number one in San Francisco, so I will choose that in PPR. Uh, I'm going to go Mostert and uh, Woods as well. You need three total. One flex three? and one wide receiver. Uh, what were my other? Hold on. I'm trying to find... What was the oh, other he option? needs one wide receiver. I'm going to take Robert Woods and Raheem Mostert. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Robert Woods and Raheem Mostert. Yeah, absolutely. Just make it the clean sweep. I really uh, like like the matchup. Obviously, Woods is getting uh, a ton of touches, and Mostert is in that Shanahan offense, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Running back three: Chris Carson, David Johnson, or Ronald Jones. That's a tough tough decision because David Johnson played really well last week in the opening game against the Chiefs for the Texans. Uh, Ronald Jones played well, too, but Pete Carroll came out today and said we want to run the football more than we did in week one, and Chris Carson already had a big game receiving-wise. I think you'll see him get a lot more touches this week. I'm going to go with Chris Carson. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I like – yeah, I'm probably going to go with Chris Carson as well. I, I like um, his chances against that New England uh, front seven as opposed to the Baltimore. 
You know, I, I, I've been on the show a long time talking about Ronald Jones for like the last two years. And as much as I love Ronald Jones, I love that matchup. And he's in my lineup. I'm going to go Chris Carson. He's tried and true. Pete Carroll, I think that, that we're going to throw like 70% of the game uh, was just kind of a flash into the plan, uh, pan last week, just like week ones are. And I think you're going to see him go back to more running the ball. You're going to see a lot of Chris Carson. And if they actually kind of run away with this, that's when you'll see Carlos Hyde kind of mopping things up. Uh, well, just this text says, how do you feel about Mark Ingram this year? And, you know, it's funny when the, when the draft was happening, I kept looking at Mark Ingram on my, on my queue and I was sitting there going, well, he's in one of the best offenses in the NFL, but man, is he an untrustworthy guy to have because they've got J.K. Dobbins, the rookie who came in and played well in week one, by the way. You've got Lamar Jackson who's going to lead the team in rushing constantly, and they spread the ball out so much. Generally, I don't feel great about Mark Ingram, especially because J.K. Dobbins looks so good in week one, the rookie out of Ohio State. Or is that a question? Or is yeah, that a, how do you like how do you feel about Mark Ingram in fantasy? I mean, it, it, he's not a fantasy. He's a you know, he's not a fantasy asset to me. Like I've I had Mark Ingram last last year and there'll be games where he can definitely put up big numbers for you, but for the most part, he's irrelevant in, in most cases. So, uh, yeah, I'm as a fantasy player, I don't know. He's, he's a third, uh, what running back number three. Yeah. That, I think that's right around where he should be, but he should only be one of those guys you have to start unless somebody's hurt or somebody has a buy. Uh, you're, you're looking at a guy right there in an asset in fantasy, most definitely, but somebody I was avoiding at all costs this year, He's an aging running back with uh, a rookie that's coming in, and obviously they like him. They gave him multiple goal line carries last week and was able to convert two of them. Um, you're also talking about um, an offense that is literally trying to do different things with their running game every week, different things with their running backs every week. You're talking about a team that had a guy in Gus Edwards last year that had three games where he ran over a um, hundred yards and was scoring double digit points. Since you're like, Oh, is he a fantasy asset? Yeah. He's in that running game. But the problem is you never know which running back is going to be the guy in this backfield. And so that's why at all costs, I avoid it. I'm starting Marquise Brown and Amari Cooper for flex is the best to try to handcuff one of them with uh, Aker or CD lamb or start Marvin Jones jr. I'm starting Marvin Jones jr. Cause Kenny Galladay is out again for the lions. So he will be the de facto number one for Detroit. Matt Stafford throwing the ball fully healthy as a good quarterback. Um, Lamb looked good in week one, but I really, really want to start Marvin Jones Jr. this week in that situation. I would start Marvin Jones Jr. as well. I did like what C.D. Lamb did last last week. Uh, he averaged over uh, almost 12 yards on only five catches, so I think uh, hopefully that kind of encourages Dak to look at him a little bit more, but I would absolutely go uh, Jones. It's really easy to fall in love with rookie wide receivers after week one. Think about Marquise Brown last year and that huge performance against Miami. And he quickly tapered off through the season and became a very unreliable wide receiver. Not to say that that's going to happen to C.D. Lamb, but he is a rookie wide receiver. There are a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas when you're talking about Michael Gallup, right? As, as another guy that everybody's kind of forgot about in this wide receiving core. Zeke still catches balls. You're, you're talking about a guy that's going to be a little bit harder to be um, per predictable from week to week as opposed to a guy like, you're right, Kenny Galladay's not playing, and he has a history of being very good with Matt Stafford when Kenny Galladay's not playing. So I'm, I'm totally going to Marvin Jones. Who should I start at my flex? Half-point PPR, Jacksonville running back James Robinson or Traquan Smith in New Orleans. Uh, trust me. Trust me, do not touch Traquan Smith. I had him last year. He is massively infuriating. Uh, plus, receivers in the Saints offense, even though Michael Thomas is out with the high ankle sprain, it's going to be spread around like crazy, and he might he might have a really high ceiling, but I just don't trust him. Uh, James Robinson played well last week for Jacksonville. He had a lot of carries. He's going to lead them in carries again this week, and uh, I'm going to go with him. Way safer pick, in my opinion. Yeah, in most cases, if we're going you know, PPR, I'm probably always going to take the running back, uh, so I'm probably going to go James Robinson in this situation. Like I said, he played Okay, cool. And we played really, he played really well uh, last week again. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go James Robinson. So we're a week where we're basically all in sync because right now I'm, I'm going to go James Robinson as well. You used uh, to be was, such a, so against us. 
Uh, yeah, well, you guys are, are right on point this week. Um, James Robinson's the guy to go to. They very much like him, in the, um, obviously, between the tackles and the running game. He's the guy they're using. And you thought maybe on the passing game they were going to come in with Chris Thompson last week, but no, it was still Robinson. And so I'm, I'm just going to go with what they are telling us because they have, at this point, not lied about it. And he has shown the ability to, to be a playmaker. And I'll go with the guy who's going to get the more touches, and he is obviously going to get the valuable receiving work as well. Uh, Keenan Allen or Cooper Cup this week? Man, Tyrod Taylor did not look good in week one for the Chargers to me, and Keenan Allen did not look good in week one. Cooper Cup is is also didn't have what he had early last year, and, and uh, Robert Woods took most of the targets from him, but I'm going to take Cup just because I trust that offense more than I trust whatever the Chargers got going on with Tyrod Taylor right now. Yeah, I'm. I gotta go with Cooper Cup. It sounds weird to, uh, to say, but I I actually trust um, Cooper Cup in this situation a little only for just for quarterback reasons. You know, over um, who was it, Allen this week? Uh, you're looking at a guy in Cooper Cup who uh, is obviously probably the biggest red zone threat that they have. He's just a guy that gets a sniff of the end zone and and he gets in there. He wasn't really involved last week. I imagine that they'll take note of that. They just paid the guy a ton of money. Um, and uh, that, that's where I want to go with this. I think, I think reliability is the key, and, and I think he is the more reliable wide receiver. Uh, we've got DK Metcalf or Robert Woods. Uh, that's an interesting one, and I'm going to take Robert Woods in that one for one simple fact. I saw this stat last week, which I thought was pretty fascinating. I don't have the exact numbers you know, written down or anything, but Russell Wilson's efficiency as a passer was through the roof to everybody, but DK Metcalf. Now Metcalf had the long catch, the touchdown catch. He also had a massive drop. Um, he's still a little inconsistent early in his career. He's a great receiver, but Robert Woods got so many targets in week one and I'm, I'm riding hot hands early in the season. So I'm going to go Robert Woods there. Uh, you know, honestly, I'd like to go DK Metcalf because he wasn't as involved as I think Russell Wilson wanted him to be last week. You know, here's a, a big target who's actually super quick and everything has great hands. Um, and again, didn't have the week one that I think he wants to have outside of the one uh, lone big play. So I look for Russell Wilson to be able to kind of spread the ball around, especially against this. Mind you, uh, Svon Gilmore is on the other side for uh, the Patriots. So that means that the offense is going to have to be kind of creative about what they want to do. So I think DK Metcalf is going to be a little more involved this week than he was last. Oh, Pete Carroll's taking away DK. Um, he knows how to take away the biggest threats in the game. You mean Belichick? Uh, or, I mean, Belichick, sorry. Um, Pete, Pete Carroll's going to go back more to the running game. Belichick's going to do a good job protecting um, the big play over the top. And, and you know what? I'm just going to go back to Robert Woods, who's the number one there. He is the guy that gets the biggest amount of targets. They have a good running game there, and um, that's when Goff is at his best. So I'm just going to, and I don't. That matchup doesn't scare me. So I'm, I'm just going to stick with Woods. Uh, tight end one, Hayden Hurst or OJ Howard. I know OJ Howard Howard caught a touchdown last week, but I'm going Hayden Hurst here. He's he was my super sleeper pick. I actually didn't get him in a league this year, but I, I, I wanted to get him at tight end. Um, his his offensive coordinator is known for making tight ends great. So I think he's in line to be that next guy in Atlanta. And O.J. Howard has been nothing if not completely maddening his entire career. So he got a touchdown last week, but I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that was easy. Hayden Hurst, that's easy. Um, I'm actually going against you guys on this one. And um, so I, I very much – Right. Finally, it's about it's there. Um, I I understand where you guys are coming out uh, with Hayden Hurst, but I just think that you're looking um, at a guy that hasn't quite got into the system yet. It took uh, Hooper uh, a long time to get in that system and be a really relevant. Hayden Hurst has never really shown um, to this point uh, the why he was drafted as high as he was. Um, and why Baltimore uh, gave up on him. So until I see it from Hayden Hurst, I'm going to go with um, the more known commodity at this point. So um, I, I know O.J. Howard was maddening last year, but you're looking at a guy who has Tom Brady, and um, there is obviously something there in comparison to, um, to last year. Uh, Tom Brady knows how to use his tight ends, and I'm just not sold on Gronk coming back yet until I see it. 
Um, OJ's the guy to own in that what? in that offense. And with, with Chris Godwin gone, I just think um, even if they run some two tight end sets, you're going to look at a guy in OJ Howard who's probably going to get at least six targets, and you're getting six targets from a guy in Tom Brady, and he's probably going to use them in the red zone. Two more, then we got to go. Wide receiver three, PPR, Devontae Parker, Darius Slayton, or John Brown. This one are mine in the hot hand. Slayton was great in week one. He had a good connection with Daniel Jones. Uh, they they needed somebody in that offense to stand out as their number one. They kind of had a bunch of receivers and skill position guys that were kind of on even footing. And I think Slayton was that guy last week on Monday night. So I'm going to take Slayton right the hot hand. Uh, Slayton uh, is in, incredibly hot. Uh, yeah, and I'm just looking at the, your, your other options. I'll probably just go ahead and go Slayton this week just because uh, Devontae Parker plays for the Dolphins. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, you know, this is one where it's like, do you need a lot of points or do you want something that's probably a little bit, you you know, my, if you think you need a lot of points to win, I'm going Darius Slayton. If you think, Hey, I want a guy with a floor that possibly is around that eight to 10 point range. I'm going to go with a guy like John Brown. I think Diggs is going to get a lot of the attention and Brown is still going to be involved. And I think we saw last week why he's one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. So you need a lot of points, Slayton. If you just need somebody you think is just going to show up, then I'm going to go Brown. Final one. This is a tough one to me. Pick two, Malcolm Brown from the Rams, Devin Singletary or Ronald Jones. He goes, yes, I know, SE draft. That's tough because Malcolm Brown last week was great. And a couple of touchdown runs, Singletary and Zach Moss, as Jesse actually predicted to me off the air, uh, basically split their touches. Singletary was a little bit more effective, but Moss had the touchdown catch. And then uh, Ronald Jones looked good in week one, but didn't have anything noteworthy statistically minus just yards. So I'm probably going to go on this one with Malcolm Brown and Ronald Jones, but I'm not sold on Malcolm Brown yet. One good game does not... Uh, make a good wide or good running back situation. So I'm going to go with Malcolm Brown and Ronald Jones now, but I'm nervous about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm because because of uh, you know Malcolm Brown only you know having a really good week one. Haven't seen much from him prior to that, so I'm going to go Devin Singletary and Ronald Jones. Um. Man, uh, this one uh, I'm going to throw uh, Rojo out there. I'm I am not scared of Leonard Fournette the way everybody else is. Guy ran five times for five yards. Classic Leonard Fournette. Um, I do believe that he's going to eventually be the third down back. So I think that, I think you're going to have Ronald Jones first and second down, and and Leonard Fournette's going to be your third down back in this backfield. It's not going to happen this week. He's kind of amazing. For, um, so I'm going to go with him. And then I, you know I, I really do like Singletary, but they're not sold on him in Buffalo. It's a 50-50 split. He's going more the passing down guy, but not be used nearly as much in the um, in the red zone. So I'm probably going to fade him. And, um, and yeah, so he's going to stick on my bench. All right, so Ronald Jones and Malcolm Brown, Jesse Spick. All right, Jesse, thank you so much for hopping on. We'll, thank you, bud. Uh, we'll bring you back next week, and uh, and we'll do it again at 930. Look forward to it, guys. All right. Thank you. If you uh, have any fantasy questions, we will do that every single week for you at 930 as long as we have a show. And Jesse is uh, very, very good at fantasy. If you didn't listen when he was on the show, he's quite, quite, quite good at it. He's got a mind for it. So uh, if you trust anybody out of the three of us, trust Jesse more than me and Rashad. All right, coming up next, let's wrap this thing up. This is The Fan. Tony Spezzi here with AAA Heating and Cooling. And we have the most adorable furnaces known to man. We have operators standing by waiting to take your calls. Rescue one today and they'll rescue you back. Call AAA Heating and Cooling or find us online at aaiaq.com. Wait, oh, Linda from Beaverton just got the first furnace. Oh, God bless her. What do you say? CCB number 222. Game on. NFL fans, football is back. And Radio.com is your home for the best NFL talk, interviews, and game analysis. Follow your favorite team all season on the best sports stations around the country. Get top NFL insiders and personalities like Boomer Esiason, Jim Rome, Tiki Barber, Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockett-Fora, and more. For fantasy football and betting tips, check out all the football podcasts. Plus our newest podcast, Bet Sweats. Listen on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Game on. 
Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol? Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> bon dia, like good, good day, good morning, I think. I can say je m'appelle David, but that's probably it. When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. This year is my year to get fluent in Spanish, and Babbel is definitely going to help me do that. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. I've tried other language learning apps, and nothing really stuck. Babbel's been a complete game changer for me. Hoy es miércoles y el clima está muy bueno afuera. Estoy con fome. Yo no tomé café de mañana. Je suis des Etats-Unis et du Vientu. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com to start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, we got to go pretty quick here, but here's what's coming up on the fan and over on 910 today. Right here after us, we got Niners, Jets, and then we've got Seahawks, Patriots tonight. Sunday night football coverage begins at 3 o'clock for that. Over on 910 ESPN Portland, pregame's already started, but we have a kick at 10 of Falcons, Cowboys, and then at 1 o'clock we have Chiefs and Chargers as well over there and... After that, we've got game two of Clippers and Nuggets on oh. 910. So it's a busy sports day Lakers across our sports. Uh, sorry, yeah, Lakers and Clippers Nuggets. Suck. Clippers played the Nuggets already. <laughs> um, that's that's what we got today, both in the fan and on 910. It's a crazy day of football, and uh, hopefully you guys will stick around and keep listening to the football here on the fan. Yeah, man, fingers crossed, man. I'm should be a good day of football. We're gonna get we're gonna get to catch all the games. We're not gonna have to make it that's by halftime. That's stuff. the only positive of being here at eight a.m. is that we can uh, get home and watch everything from the start. For us next week, we will be here nine to eleven our normal time as the Seahawks play the Cowboys at one twenty-five. Uh, two weeks from now, we will be off again as they have a morning game. So next week, nine to eleven a.m. Sunday. Two weeks from now, off. The week after that, probably 8 to 10 again. But again, keep an ear out, and we will be updating you on when we will be live throughout this football season. Football Sunday. Thank you guys so much for listening. The Lush Hop Tires podcast will be up after the show if you missed any of it and want to go back and find it. And then uh, find us on Twitter, at MikeLynch27 for me. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe's at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. And uh, we'll get back to you if you talk to us there as well. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the NFL. Good luck in your fantasy this week. And we'll see you next week, 9 to 11. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.